The Third Men podcast is a fan-made, not-for-profit, just-for-fun celebration of Jack White and is in no way directly affiliated with Third Man Records or the man himself. For the definitive history of Jack White and his music, please consult your local Jack White. And for everyone else looking for a home, you found one here, in a place so seedy. Enjoy! Welcome on back to the Third Men Podcast. I'm your co-host, James Kaminsky. Ho, 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 ho. Is that what I think it is? Oh, hi there, little fellow. Oh, it's 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 our old friend... Your co-host, Paul Santaman. Paul, I've, I, I've never heard your voice this ho, deep. Ho, oh, ho, ho, and I've never ho, heard you ho, laugh ho. quite like that. Oh! Are you all right? Here, let me let me unwrap this lozenge. Let me just unwrap this lozenge for you, and just take this. Take this here. Oh, God, he's so sad. He's so very sad. I am your co-host, Paul Kaminsky. Welcome, one and all, children of the world, to the Third Men Podcast, the Jack White podcast that's always dreaming of a white Christmas. Yes. A Jack White Christmas. A da 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 da. And we are a Jack White history podcast that's celebrating a uh, very special time of the year, James. That's right. The time when I get to look at you directly in the eye because we're in the same room together. We're in the same room. You know what that means? That means it's Christmas, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it is Christmas. It's the holiday season. Uh, So hoop-de-doop and dickery-dock. And don't forget to hang up your rock. (laughs) Music, that is. Oh, 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 oh. See, that guy's laughing. Oh, oh, oh. That means it's a funny joke. Who does a winter wind? The morning zoo continues. Ho, 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 ho. It's our Christmas episode where we focus in on Jack White related Christmas items and even give you good little boys and girls some special holiday cheer to chew on. So come on, gather around this warm fire of your iPod, I guess, or maybe iPad. What do the kids have these days? They have black gadgets. Come gather around the warmth of your black gadget and... Embrace the magic of the holiday season! Ho, 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 ho! So shoop-de-doop and dickery-dock, and don't forget to hang up your sock, because it's time for the Third Man Podcast. Well, if you haven't gathered, me and Paul are, for the first time recording this, as I like to call it, in the meat space. Sitting next to one another in close proximity. Right. It's making for some uncomfortable quarters. James, I can't help but notice you stole the electronic pencil sharpener that uh, was in my bedroom. That's right. So Is there a point to this story? I'm going to need to take that back from you. And I believe my family is on their way over right now to eat the delicious, delicious butter bird that I have just cooked up. The ceremonial bird we shoved in the oven. Ho, 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 ho. And if Karen Elson has taught me anything, it's that you don't just shove a bird in the oven and make it work. So I just put lots of butter on it, hoping, hey, maybe it'll work. This is very tangential to our podcast, but you know what? We're rambling. So, this is a Jack White history podcast where we go through Jack White songs and music and 
historical context and we talk about some of his friendships and all that stuff and we really try and wrap our brains around a topic every week and this week we're doing Christmas related stuff because it is the holiday season and we wanted to do a very special Christmas episode because all great media does Christmas episodes. That's right. And we're great media. That's again. In that we're mediocre. <laughs> ho, 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 ho. We could really be ironing out those kinks. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe if we had a kinks podcast, we'd be a little better. Ho, ho, ho. Not going to turn pro with that attitude, Billy. Not going to turn pro with those kinds of jokes there, Santa Claus. <laughs> This has been a mess. It's and so um, bad. No, that's great. Ho, 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 ho. Uh, we are unafraid. If we get anything wrong, you can send that call through digital email right to our doorstep and tell us what exactly we got wrong. You can email us at thirdmenpodcast at gmail.com. Which leads us to our first Christmas present for all you little boys and girls. Our very first, I think I smell a fact. What is the most astounding fact? The most astounding fact. The most astounding fact is the knowledge. Oh, I think I smell a fact. Oh, I think I smell a fact. I think I smell a fact is the segment of the show where we share a fact that we probably should have shared on a previous episode and one that we thought of in real time during the Thanksgiving. Right. It's because we didn't look it up and we didn't bother to. So now we did, and here you go. Yes. So the I Think I Smell a Fact this week is centered around Fly Farm Blues. And James, you might remember we talked about Fly Farm Blues on the Going Solo Part 1 episode. I sure do, Paul. What kind of fact have you cooked up for me now? Well, you know, Fly Farm Blues was associated with the Going Solo episode because it had a lot to do with the fact that it was... Jack White's first solo single. Uh, so I did lump it into that time frame. However, while I did mention that it had come out in some form in 2009, the, really the official release was 2009, August 24th to be specific. We, we, we don't, sometimes we don't have time to include all of these things in there. Right. We're working on a, a, a time budget. To go in a little deeper on this, you know, on the on this 45 Fly Farm Blues, which was recorded for the It Might Get Loud movie, and indeed recorded during the filming of that guitar film, as Jack calls it. <laughs> um, a little more background on the 45 release. It was designed by Miles Johnson. The The song was mixed by Jack White and Vance Powell, which we, we know Vance yeah, we from other releases. Yes. It was mixed for film by uh, Joel Dougherty and Tim LeBlanc and Skip... Leave say. Yeah, so that was pretty good. And the uh, the photo was by Davis Guggenheim. And this photo is a really, really cool-looking shot of Jack on the porch, which we also t touched on in the Going Solo episode, which we didn't get into in all that much detail. And then lastly, it was mixed at Blackbird Studio. And Blackbird Studio is a recording studio in Nashville, Tennessee, and that was founded in 2002. We had other stuff that was mixed there, which is kind of neat. The Fray did some stuff. Darius Rucker... Uh, a.k.a. Hootie, Big and Rich, the Horse of a Different Color album in 2004, which I can only assume is the Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy one, oh, which man. I very much enjoy. And it is! Oh, hot And dog. it is! All three minutes and 20 seconds worth of that glory. Also, apparently, Icky Thump. Go figure. Nice. 
Well, Paul, that fact smelled great, and it almost beat out the smell of that delicious buttery chicken that that I have in the oven right now. Buttery chicken clogging arteries for all you boys and girls. And clogging my nostrils. That butter is potent. So that's been I Think I Smell a Fact. Oh, I think I smell a fact. When I reflect on that fact... Should we get into our first topic? Oh, let's get into our first Christmassy topic this week. Well, Paul, now that we're definitely still in the same room, I... Definitely still in the same room, James. Yeah. Um, we Look, should... I'm touching your face. It's incredibly realistic and lifelike. James, snap out of it. Snap out of it. Okay, okay, okay. Climb aboard the sleigh. Let's fly off into the night. Well, pull up an ice block and lend an ear. Because here we go. Our first topic today is going to be the one, the only, Candy Cane Children. Candy Cane Children. I love that song. Do you? Because it's fine, I guess. (laughs) I love it. I love it because it's the only White Stripes Christmas song that we've really got. So that's, that's why I love it. That is accurate. It's kind of a weird double release. It originally came out on a Flying Bomb record label presents Surprise Package Volume 2. Now, they used to release a yearly Christmas album featuring Detroit bands, Flying Bomb being a Detroit record label. So they released Candy Cane Children. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, it looks like this this thing is pretty cool here. They got Rocket 455 on there? Yeah. It was originally released as a Christmas compilation in 1998. The track list for the... Compilation consisted of Rocket 455, Santa Ain't Coming for Christmas. Of course not. Not for Rocket 455. Oh, 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 screw you guys. Yeah. Rocket 455. <laughs> what are you getting for Christmas? I don't know. You ain't getting none for Christmas. Yeah, you suck. <laughs> So they were the they were the side A of the surprise package volume two. Rocket four fifty five, also well known for having the song Bone Broke written for them by the White Stripes, which the White Stripes would later use on their album Icky Thump. Right, and we had that awesome forty five release of that of the Rocket four fifty five version earlier this year. Yeah, it's uh pretty badass. Side B consisted of the blow tops. Sidewalk Santa, and I guess he—I guess he's not coming for Christmas because he's homeless. He's on the sidewalk. I—I know we're all laughing our heads off. Did you have to borrow a reindeer to get down here? (laughs) Uh, And then finally, the White Stripes round out the forty-five with side B two, Candy Cane Children. Now this song is 
bizarre to say the least. It's a Christmas song in that Jack White's talking about Christmas in it. <laughs> right. But, you know, it's not it's not exactly holly or jolly. It's not a belly full of laughs. It's more of like a warning for kids and adults alike. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I don't quite understand what he's warning us about, but it seems like he's warning us about something. Yeah. I think it's about wishing for more than you have. Like, a, I think he's talking about a toy gun in this. I find this song somewhat forgettable. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> so does pretty much everybody else who reviewed this song. <laughs> you Most- know what it does have going for it, though? It's got that awesome photo shoot when they released it as a single. I, You know, it's like them handing out Christmas cheer trinkets. And really, that's the main thing this song's got going for it. <laughs> the album artwork is frameable for the Christmas season. I agree. Yes. Yes, indeedy. <laughs> So that that is Surprise Package Volume 2. Now, Paul, this Surprise Package, if you keep digging down enough, I think you might find some some kind of clothing, maybe maybe some rags? Is there some rags in this in this Surprise Package, Paul? I think I'm reaching here. I think I'm reaching into this Surprise Package. I don't know what the f- you're talking about. Ho ho ho. He's an angry elf. What is that I see? Ho ho ho! It's a and moon! Wow. Herbie doesn't like Rag and Bone! Herbie doesn't like Rag and Bone! Herbie doesn't like Rag and Bone! Do you mind telling me what you do want to do? Now, Santa Paul. Yes, dear? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to explain to these fine children what rags and bones are to us? Well, candy cane children, gather round. If you sit on my lap today, a kiss per Jack White song is the price you'll pay. Now, what we do on this show is find all the little crazy bullshit no one really knows about when it comes to Jack White. And then we spit it back out in a segment we call Rag and Bone. They're the toys that belong no place, not on the island of misfit songs, but they belong to us in the Rag and Bone segment. Ho, ho, ho! And we're the king moon raisers of these rags and bones. Footman? Uh, I love that I could just uh, summon Santa Paul, and I could just set you off, and I could walk away. It's just uh, set it and forget <laughs> it, and I could leave, and he'll go on for hours. <laughs> my, I think my downstairs neighbors have killed themselves. <laughs> okay. Um, so the first pressing of the Surprise Package Volume 2 was 250 copies on clear red vinyl, and then 250 copies on black vinyl. Now, that's unremarkable. That's no rag and bone. That's just what they did. However, they decided to give a second pressing of this album 100 copies on marbled gray, mud-colored vinyl, and the reason they did this was solely because they had 100 unused sleeves from the first pressing. (laughs) 
<laughs> they were like, we have these extras here. Yeah. So what do we do with these rags and bones that we have? <laughs> so let's pack them full of mud. The kids will love it. Merry Christmas. <laughs> so let's make, let's make some gray brown vinyl that these kids are going to love. It's such a Jack White thing to do, just to, to have the surplus and then to make something kind of <laughs> cool out of it. You know, like he's really into those kind of weird little games and stuff. For for no other reason than to not waste things, I guess. Thanks, Flying Bomb Records, for this wonderful series of rags and bones that you have given us in your surprise package. There's a rag in my... All of you pretty, you pretty little rags and bones. Ho, ho, ho. Well, man, look at all this. You don't want it? You sure you don't want it, man? I can do it. Take it. So, yeah, the song was actually going to go on Flying Bomb's surprise package, The Collector's Edition, which would be a compilation of all of the songs they released. But they had to remove the track from the compilation altogether. The reason was because XL, along with V2, the White Stripes' current label, decided to release the track themselves. Right. What, what year did this come out again? The surprise package came out in 1998. Okay, so they're still on Sympathy at that point, but Flying Bomb, I guess, did this independently of whatever Sympathy they're doing. Correct. The White Stripes, in 2002, decide to release Merry Christmas from the White Stripes on XL Recordings. Got it. Okay. Merry Christmas from the White Stripes contains a side A with Candy Cane Children, which we had previously heard on the Flying Bomb record. It's it's funny, because this is in that time frame before Third Man Records was a thing, but when they had already left Sympathy. So, uh, you know, you see the V2 and the XL labels a lot pop up on this kind of era of releases for them in the pre-Satan sort of time frame. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Even after, too, actually. I mean, XL, I think, still did distribution for them uh, at least through the Rack and Tours days, maybe maybe much longer. I mean, somebody can detail that. I'm I'm pretty sure the the Rack and Tours were were the last, the tail end of it. That and I think Icky Thump may have had an XL recording. But yeah. we'll get into uh, labels another day. Yeah, that's a whole show, folks. That's correct. So side A starts off with Candy Cane Children. It's mixed by Jack White and Brandon Benson. I'm Brandon. At Grand Studio Detroit. That's so wild. Brandon Benson. I'm Brandon. Of Raconteur's fame. <laughs> I can't believe Brendan did... And, and didn't he play this with Brendan, too? Uh, it's possible? I don't honestly know. Wait a minute. Yeah, so he did play this song with Brendan Benson live at the Gold Dollar. Uh, Jack White and the Bricks was the... Hot was dog. Yeah, and that was released on that awesome vault package. Bricks are what I pass when I come down the chimney. Whoa, ho, ho, ho. Oh, Santa, that was much cleaner than the other stuff. <laughs> Santa I James. also <laughs> bricks, Paul. <laughs> oh, ho, ho, ho. oh, God. That was cool. That was great. So, yeah, it was mixed in Grand Studio Detroit, and it was recorded at the corner of Ferdinand and Howard in Detroit. You realize we're going to have to see all these places when we go finally visit oh, there, right? hell yeah. Anyway, do you know what Candy Cane Children is also in the White Stripes universe? 
I mean, Jack and Meg? Well, kind of, sort of, but it is also the name that White Stripes fans gave themselves in the early days of the Stripes universe. Huh. Oh, so oh, that's if, cool. If you were a fan, you were a candy cane child, much like Lady Gaga has her little monsters and Santa has his reindeer. Yeah, or and, elves. Uh, yeah, the Beatles had uh, apple scruffs and the Greenhorns have the Greenhorn green horn dogs. dogs. Yeah, oh, I yeah. Mean, we could go on for days. <laughs> that's interesting. I, di- I didn't know that. So here's a quote from Jack. I'll put on my Jack scent for this. We wanted to give a little gift to our fans. It was sort of in the tradition of the Beatles Christmas greetings. The 45s from the 60s that they used to put out. Ring the Beatle bell! (laughs) Every time a Beatle bell rings, Jack White gets his wings. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) Only 3,000 copies were printed, and they immediately sold out. Candy Cane Children was re-released for Christmas of 2002 by the White Stripes for XL at first. Um, 1,000 copies were on black vinyl. And V2, later on, released Merry Christmas from the White Stripes with 3,000 copies on white vinyl in the U.S. And this time around, Candy Cane Children was backed with... Nothing! <laughs> Reading of the story of the Magi. Oh, and I love this. Silent Night. Yes. Oh, I love this so much. So, Reading of the story of the Magi is side B. It's Jack White reading the book of Matthew uh, from the Bible, straight from the source. Jack White being a good, good Catholic boy. Yep. He reads it with Meg in the room with a radio kind of murmuring in the background. It's a sort of a strange, sincere, I guess you'd call it reading. I mean, he's definitely sounds like he's not, it's not sarcastic or anything like that. I mean, we'll do a, Jack takes Catholicism very seriously. We will do a Jack's Catholicism show at some point, but. Isn't there and sending them to Bethlehem, he said, Go and make careful inquiry concerning the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and worship him. Now they, having heard the king, went their way. And behold, the star that they had seen in the east went before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly. And entering the house, they found the child with Mary, his mother, and falling down, they worshipped him. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Yeah, the, the reading of the story, the Magi, jumps right into Silent Night, as uh, recited by Miss Megan White. Uh, um, celebrating her 42nd birthday at the time of this recording. Yes, yes. Happy congratulations. birthday, Meg. Happy, happy birthday. Yes. Silent Night sang a cappella by Meg, which is very rare. I mean, we have like two songs in the White Stripes discography. Women, listen to your mother. Don't just succumb. To the wishes of your brothers. Ho, ho, ho. It's acapella, and it also has, in the middle of it, an argument with Jack White and Meg, because Meg forgets the lyrics right. to Silent Night, and Jack starts saying, <laughs> Ranyan Virgin. Ran, no, Ranyan Virgin. Ranyan Virgin. No, just sing Ranyan Virgin. Jack is very insistent that it's Ranyan Virgin. <laughs> And Jack is very wrong. At the end, he does apologize. Jack, it is round yon virgin. Yeah, you're right. It's round yon virgin. I was wrong. Paul, this was mixed by two people. 
I'll give you one of them, but you have to give me a guess at the other one. Mixed by Jack White, and can you guess the second person? Who is it? Is it Snakes? It's me, Snakes. It's not Snakes. Leave it on the doorstep and get the hell out of here. Paul, what what happens if you crush coal very hard? Oh, you get uh, a certain Mr. Jim Diamond. <laughs> That's right, you little boy. <laughs> You get Jim Diamond at Ghetto Recorders in Detroit. So this is mixed with the Sympathy uh, record because, you know, they were still on Sympathy during the White Blood Cells era in 2002 when this was released. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Huh. Yeah. I mean, uh, Jim Jim Diamond wasn't, I don't think, associated with Sympathy, but he was who they were using in those early Sympathy days and stopped using abruptly right when they got famous. Yeah. (laughs) So, poor Jim. Um, so yeah, it's it's a really cool B-side to have. It's like Jack says, it it is very reminiscent of the Beatles 45s that they released because it's not a song per se. It's more just uh, them hanging out and I kind of like hearing that little snippet of their lives. Right. Yeah, it would how cool would that have been to get like a a Beatle Christmas record style White Stripes Christmas record every year? That would have been awesome. <laughs> oh, I would kill for a Jack White Vault uh, like Christmas release every year. That would be so uh, good. So it was yeah. a very rare record in 2002 to get cuz it was only limited to 3000 copies. Hmm. In 2010, Jack White decided to release 333 copies printed on red vinyl as part of a White Stripes 2010 holiday merchandise package. Aww. It included a record player, it included headphones, it included some other assorted White Stripes paraphernalia. So it was still very rare, but an extra 333 copies were released in this package. But as of the past couple years, they decided to put it in print forever on black vinyl. Nice. For every little good boy and girl (laughs) to get in their stockings. Oh, man. From direct from thirdmanrecords.com, the A-side was originally recorded in 98, and its title has been appropriated by Stripes fan as a term to describe themselves as a group. The B-side features Meg singing an acapella version of Silent Night, coupled with Jack reading the story of the Magi from the Bible. The whole thing is a warming, heartfelt pile of Christmas goodness. Dig in. Aw. Well, I mean, the the side B definitely feels a little more Christmassy than the actual song itself, but... Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm I'm happy we have it. You know, you you don't always get Christmas releases with with these with uh with groups, so that's cool. Yeah, no, I'm I'm happy with it. Happy as as a nope, not even gonna try it. Finish it. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Happy as a fan of Weird Al back when he released The Night Santa Went Crazy. There's also Christmas at Ground Zero. You basic bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Which is equally good. Oh man! I think we're gonna. I think belligerent Santa is uh, just a new recurring character we've got going. The album artwork had new artwork of Jack and Meg selling Christmas cheer uh, and taking money from somebody. I honestly don't know who that is. So if any of you candy cane children out there know who that is, let me know. So uh, and, it, and, and there should be noted the Christmas cheer costs three dollars. Uh, another three, and it's just. It looks like nativity scene figurines are the are the are the cheer are the cheer yeah that's all the cheer he's given yeah Jack's giving Christmas uh, Catholic guilt for <laughs> Christmas 
And the back cover uh, has Meg writing in chalk above the door, 2002 K plus M plus B. And uh, from what everybody can kind of guess, because they never really explain it, that seems to be a reference to the three wise men, Casper, Melkon, and Balthazar. Uh Aha. And 2002 being the year they released this album. That's cool. Yeah, it's interesting. So yeah, that's... Merry Christmas from the White Stripes featuring Candy Cane Children. Shall we move on, Paul? Let's go to the next topic. Like we're going to the next house to burn their house down. Oh, a little light arson never hurt anyone. Paul, so the, the White Stripes released this as their Christmas album. But they also released another song that is vaguely Christmas related. And by them go on. And by them I mean just Jack White on the okay. cold, on the Cold Mountain soundtrack. Christmas time will soon be over. And yeah. Paul, can you guess what this segment will be? Uh soon over? That's correct, because there's nothing on this. <laughs> and that's on. my one wish from Santa Claus, is that I could find Anything on this song, but let's hear a little bit of it. Christmas time will soon be over. Christmas time will soon be over. Christmas time will soon be over. Then we'll join the band. Wake up, gals, let's go to the river. Wake up, gals, let's go to the river. Wake up, gals, let's go to the river. Then we'll join the band. So, Paul, as far as I could tell, this song was was not really about much other than Christmas time will soon be over. It, I'm sure it has. Some meaning. <laughs> I mean, it came out in 2003 on the Cold Mountain soundtrack. I don't think it's actually in the movie. Or maybe it is. I don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. It's one of the... Wait, 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 wait. So, via familychristmasonline.com, many folks first heard the tune Christmas Time Will Soon Be Over through Jack White's inspired and authentic interpretation on the Cold Mountain soundtrack. If that performance brought back memories of the bluegrass song Christmas Time's a Comin', Christmas Time's a Comin', Christmas Time's a Comin', Christmas Time's a Comin', and I'm going home. As recorded by Emmy Lou Harris on her classic Light of the Stable album, it should. If I have it right, and whoever is running Family Christmas Online might not, the song on Emmylou Harris's album is actually Tex Logan's update of the old fiddle tune that White used in the movie. According to the Bluegrass Messengers, the earliest known recordings of this song was in 1928 featuring Ooh. Fiddlin' John Carson and his <laughs> Virginia Reelers. <laughs> But the tune, like most old fiddle tunes, is probably much, much older, like the tune of Lulu Skip to Malu, one of uh, many harmonically similar tunes. I wasn't, but now that you say it, Lulu Skip to Malu (laughs) does sound an awful lot like the tune that he's plucking along to here. The Bluegrass Messengers classify this song as a breakdown, which means that it... Oh, it should stop breaking now! Which means that it consists of relatively short sections on which various instrumentalists can take turns playing improvised solos. That's via Family Christmas Online, and uh, after this recording is over, I'm just going to be 
digging into this website because I want to find out all about what the hell Family Christmas Online is. If I need anything right now, it's a good old fashioned blackout, bro. Family Christmas. <laughs> now, Carl, Carl, what are you doing over here for Christmas now? I'm here to celebrate with my children and turkeys. Oh, uh, out with it, split it out like my turkeys split out the water once they stare into the rain. Uh, uh, Carl, I prefer a pleasant Christmas ham. How about a nice butter bowl turkey for Christmas? James, uh, a link on this website just says, quote, Christmas musings. <laughs> Paul, I'll have you know... The rum I just drank <laughs> is the Christmas musing because it's all gone. The rum is all gone, Paul. There's just a link that says about Christmas trees. Uh, anyway, <laughs> sorry. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, if there's any more to gather, we'll we'll put it up in the Cold Mountain episode. Yes. I am dead serious. I'm getting real drunk real quick. <laughs> Paul, I feel, I feel privileged that I, I get to wear this nice, cozy cotton robe. Yes. Every Christmas. Uh-huh. But some people aren't as fortunate as I am, and for that, they need a little help. And so that'll bring us to our next topic, the Holiday Help-a-thon. Yeah, and you know, um, Jack, as I'm learning in my research for our next episode, he and Third Man do a lot of charity work. I mean, we talked about it a little bit on the Thanksgiving episode, but boy, they do a lot of stuff for not just like specific causes, but just sort of general charity work. It's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, and they they tend to stick with some similar themes, too, like the Nashville Rescue Mission, which is located just across the street. And in 2014, Third Man Records started a holiday help-a-thon with the Nashville Rescue Mission to get toys for kids for Christmas, to get clothes for children as well, to get food items for Christmas dinners, uh, much like they did with the Turkey Drive. Here's a little tidbit from the Nashville scene when they when they kicked it off. Need a little kick to get your charitable ass in gear this year? <laughs> Third Man Records wants to help you to help others. Their holiday drive starts today, and they're giving you free records, discounts on merchandise, and more in exchange for donations to the Nashville Rescue Mission and the Red Cross. Nice. Yeah, so the Holiday Helpathon started in 2014, along with the very first holiday blood drive the third man blood drive is a yearly event actually the holiday helpathon didn't really stick around too much but the blood drive definitely did yeah they've got that thing where they make their logo the little blood drops and stuff yeah the mission expressed need for toys clothes and christmas dinner items and so the third man records teamed up to them to say that if you bring them any three of the following another three from jack white <laughs> they will be entered to win an ultimate prize pack including Including a copy of each exclusive record released in 2014. Every oh. single one. That is a hefty allotment there because there was a lot of third man releases in 2014, not to mention freaking Lazaretto. Oh, yes. The only thing it excluded was vault packages, which yeah, I get. It's fine. Yeah. It's a fan club thing. Plus, they would also receive... Either 30% off their purchases at Third Man Records in Nashville or a free recording in their record booth at their Nashville storefront, as they say, a great gift for mom. <laughs> it is, actually, you know? Yeah, the same recording booth that Neil Young sang in. Ah, uh, yes. And if that doesn't get you in the given spirit, we don't know what will. I know. 
That's very sweet of them. Yeah. So, and in conjunction with that, they had the blood drive with the American Red Cross that took place on December 19th, and they tried to gather Third Man Records fans, and they had appointment given, first come, first serve, blood donations to the Red Cross, and if you gave to the Red Cross, you were granted one gift from beneath the Third Man family Christmas tree. A lot of sap in here. Looks great. Little full. A lot of sap. And in their words, trust us, there are no ugly sweaters, socks, or vacuum cleaners in there. Every wrapped mystery gift item will delight and excite. And it did. They they had a lot of exclusive records. They had split vinyl releases. They had tricolor uh, 45s in there. They had all kinds of limited releases just mixed and matched in there. And it was very nice of them to do. They do it every year. Uh, they say, space is limited, and we won't let you leave a pound lighter with nothing to show for it. Aww. So, that's, that's good. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, they did that blood drive thing. is something that sounds like they do pretty consistently, and that's really awesome, you know? And considering <laughs> yes, that they're in... <laughs> and it's better that you give it to them than me, because I also <laughs> request your blood. <laughs> Santa, what... <laughs> Belligerent Santa, what do you want with my blood? <laughs> I want to use it as coloring for my sleigh this year. Ah, I see. You want to bathe your sleigh in my blood? That's correct. Belligerent Santa, you get grosser with every appearance. <laughs> so, uh, in 2014, they were able to help 96 people live to spend another holiday season with their loved ones. Oh, very nice. Very yes. Nice. And, uh, yeah, they continue to do it. This year is no exception, so if you get a chance, uh, make an appointment with Third Man Records because they're hosting not one, but two blood drives, one at the Nashville store location and one at the Detroit location in uh, the Cass Corridor in Michigan. Sweet. They're, they're so successful with these blood drives, though, they have to actually turn people away. You know, Third Man Records fans, they love their records, but Third Man Records company, uh, if they can help... Uh, leverage that love into something charitable and better, they seem to be the first to do it. So, yeah, that's awesome. it's nice. This year, they, they like to say uh, thank you in advance for your generosity and it won't go un- unrewarded. So, uh, make your way to make an appointment with the Blood Drive if you can. And if you can't, well, still make a donation. Uh, the Red Cross could really use it. Yes. Yeah. And this episode will be going up, I think, the week before Christmas. So, yeah, there's still time. Get in yes. there. Yes. And, Paul, that's going to bring us into our next topic. Ooh, next topic. All these White Stripes Christmas festivities. Whoa, White Stripes Christmas festivities. James, tell me more. So we're going to we're gonna start it with the Detroit Sounds and Spirits Spectacular. Okay. It's an annual event kicked off in 2002 as a charitable concert held at the now defunct C-Pop Gallery in Detroit. It was conceived as a classy sweater and scarf holiday cocktail party. It's, it's all to be in the pageantry of the 70s Christmas variety shows like Bing oh, yeah. Crosby and all that. So in 2002, which kicked it off, it sold out in five minutes. Wow. Five minutes. Five minutes! I might also say that all the proceeds from this will go to the Detroit Coalition on Temporary Shelter for the Homeless, uh, otherwise known as the COTS. In 2002, it featured a legendary appearance by Mr. Jack White, which... No, no Meg? Meg was there. 
She was in the audience. Jack was playing with Ben Swank <laughs> on drums. They played a couple Christmas songs and an, <laughs> and an Elvis cover called One Night. One Night with you. Hey, Swank, uh, where? Swank. <laughs> Swank, where's Meg? Where she's, what? She's outside. Nah, screw it. You Come on stage with me. You, you're Meg. Swank? Swank, you're Meg tonight. <laughs> you're Meg. Just take off your shoes. I, I don't want to be listen, Meg. Listen, I took... Swank, I told you, are. this is, how many times do we have this conversation? Do I get to wear a wig? You will wear what I tell you to wear. So the information I'm about to tell you is coming uh, from the Jack White, How He Built an Empire from the Blues biography, which is unofficial Uh. and I don't (laughs) want to say is completely factually accurate. So I don't know if this is true or not, but Meg was this there. Is, that, that's one of those items I want for Christmas because I don't want to spend the money on it myself for fear of being guilty. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Meg was apparently there. Wink, too. wink, wink, James. Ho, ho, ho. With her first steady boyfriend since Jack. <gasps> Oh, no wonder she ben, wasn't on stage. Ben Swank's Soledad Brothers bandmate, Henry Oliver, as well as Comalina and Marcy Bolin was also oh, there. Comalina uh, Zanico. Yes. And Marcy Bolin, Jack, who who Jack was dating for The Bacteria Marcy. Yes. Yeah. Holy crap. Wow. Yeah. So it, it had... Comalina Zanico, so, by the way, the person I uh, could not figure out how to pronounce that name... I'm probably still mispronouncing it. Well, if it's pronounced anything like the Louisiana brand of Cajun music, it's Zydeco. I'm sure it is, James. So, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't want to perpetrate rumor or stereotype, but that's what this guy had said. He was right about the event happening. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say maybe this happened. But, you know, apparently Brandon Benson was also there. The event was so popular after this 2002 show that they... Decided to make it a yearly event. Blanche was hosting one. Blanche, uh, popular, ah. popular band that has Mr. Greenhorn Dog himself. Little, Little Jack, Jack Lawrence. Lawrence. Yes. I want to do um, a Blanche show because I know nothing about them. Yeah, we, we probably should do that. After the Seapop closed, they moved it to the Magic Stick, which is a famous ah. Detroit location. Um, In they, fact, where Olivia Jean first met Jack White. That's right. Magic Stick, yes. To quote their press release, now for one night each year, the spectacular turns the magic stick into a rock and roll Christmas palace, and it's the perfect reason for Detroit's musicians to collaborate and enjoy a Yuletide tipple. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) It features guest stars, and it it features artists, and it's an interesting little holiday get-together in all its Yuletide glory. Awesome. Wow, apparently Hall and Oates was at one, too. Jesus. <laughs> hey, Hall! Uh, Hall, what? Are you, Hall, are you there? It's me, Oates. <laughs> Hall? No, this is this is Swank. Hey, Swank, you're, you're Hall tonight. <laughs> Do now, I get you're, to you're, wear the mustache wig? You will wear what I tell you to wear. A horse tried to eat me today. <laughs> is it because your name's Oates? What? Are you making fun of my name? Yes. I gave that horse a carrot. He broke my foot. A reference. I hear nooses being tied downstairs. <laughs> Holiday nooses. Well, tied in ribbon. Well, hoop dee doo and and dickery dock. And don't forget to hang your neck. Right from the sounds and spirits spectacular event. 
we moved to the K-Rock Almost Acoustic Christmas. Ooh, oh, yeah. Nice. The Run the Rack and Tours played. That is the one the Rack and Tours played. Sweet. Uh, I learned something from our show. <laughs> K-Rock every year hosts what they call an almost acoustic Christmas. What that means, nobody knows, because it's not really an acoustic Christmas, and hardly any band adheres to that. Uh, so they do call it the almost acoustic Christmas. It's hosted at the Gibson Amphitheater in Universal City, California, USA. Ah, uh, yes, and Universal City is like the drag of shops and hard rock cafes, restaurants and stuff before you get to Universal Studios. So the Tours were actually invited to play on the second night of the 2006 concert. They were on night two on the Sunday. The headlining act was the Foo Fighters. Ooh. Then the other subsequent acts were the Killers, then Beck, Jack White Ooh. friend Beck. Yeah. Then the Tours went on. Next, Evanescence. God, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> After them, Panic at the Disco, and then Angels and Airwaves, Gnarls Barkley, yeah, okay. Snow Patrol, and then She Wants Revenge, whoever they are. Yeah, that was that's a real 50-50 deus there. <laughs> I couldn't find any actual recording of this. If anybody has any, please send it our way. We'd love to hear some of this. But I found some reviews from Sundial, a California newspaper. They wrote, The Tours come in with a close second with a searing version of Bang Bang, My Baby Shot Me Down that could have been played at any Zeppelin concert. The second night of the event was to benefit Para Los Niños, a non-profit family services organization that seeks to help children from impoverished neighborhoods through after-school programs, work assistance, mental health, mental health services, and other programs. You know, Jack White's still on his charitable game, you know? Yeah, yeah. And this that's uh, in the midst of their tour. They were t- sort of toward the end of it, if I'm recalling correctly. Yeah, this is their first tour that we covered in episode seven, I believe. Jack on tour. Jack on tour. Paul, that wasn't the only time that Mr. Jack White has been to the Almost Acoustic Christmas. Ooh, this I didn't know. Tell me more. Jack White also appeared December 9th, 2012 at the 2012 Almost Acoustic wow. Christmas as a solo really? artist. That's awesome. Yeah. The headlining act was The Killers and a surprise appearance by No Doubt. Okay. <laughs> followed by Jack White. Fun. Uh, with a, with yeah, a period, yeah. yes. Uh, yeah, they had they had like a moment there, 2012. <laughs> yeah, this okay. this is a snapshot, uh, clearly. Uh, M83, I don't know who they are. Neon Trees, again, I don't know who they are. Passion Pit. Okay, I very much yeah. enjoy Passion Pit. Yeah. Group Love, I know them. Of Monsters and Men, Alex Clare, and Imagine Dragons. So this is definitely oh, okay. a snapshot into 2012 indie rock another 50 50 grab pack <laughs> and i feel like mumford and sons probably played the first night like yeah they're out there offering a millennial yell into the hills <laughs> so jack white played the second night with them he played with the buzzards just the buzzards. just the buzzards the okay. set list included 16 saltines freedom at 21 i cut like a buffalo hotel yorba Ooh. we're going to be friends top yourself cannon john the revelator
two against one, which we from yes. Rome, yeah, which was yeah, kind of on we, his docket. Yeah, that's wow. What a what a selection here. Okay, yeah, so steady on. as she goes, and then Seven Nation Army closed it out. Right. He was uh, second billed, uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter. Jack White had the crowd so jazzed that you had to wonder if anyone would have any energy left for the former White Stripes frontman and headliners, the Killers. Apparently, no doubt came on right before him as a surprise appearance. White came out with guns blazing, leading with his all-male combo and a squealing blast of guitar noise that began just as No Doubt left the stage. <laughs> Before his Top me, will you? <laughs> Top yourself. Before his introduction, and the turntable stage was put in motion to reveal him in the five-piece band, it continued as he ripped into 16 Saltines, followed by Freedom at 21, the two most rockin' songs from his Grammy-nominated solo debut, Blunderbuss. Through his 45-minute set, White played selections from his varied career and various projects. He wrapped things up with a furious version of Seven Nation Army that had you convinced amid a night full of posing and preening that he's nothing short of the real deal. Nice. Apparently, he was one of the only acts to embrace the almost acoustic tag with Hotel Yorba and We're Going to Be Friends. A review from the OC Weekly said, Don't call it that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, squalls of feedback soon started to echo as the stage spun to reveal the blistering guitar work of the one and only Jack White. White did a quick retrospective of all his bands by including songs from the Tours, Dead Weather and Elephant Stomp Groove of Seven Nation Army from the White Stripes. White was on fire and could have played all night. It appears that no doubt really left the stage more confused and Jack White was just like, <laughs> I'm here, baby. <laughs> um, oh, that's great. I really, I, I was, I was hoping he would really stick it to them. I'm happy he did. The OC Weekly. Don't call it that. <laughs> Also reviewed the crowd, which I loved. Oh, yes. They said, much better dressed than the previous night. I attribute it all to Jack White playing. <laughs> so many fedoras, just a sea of fedoras. Yeah, we could, we could play a little bit of From That Night. Yeah, so that's the K-Rock Almost Acoustic Christmas Special. That's a yearly event, and uh, Jack White appeared twice. But right from there, we move on to 2015 in our last topic. Oh. I'm dreaming of a White Stripes Christmas. Oh? There's not much to say on this last topic. But quickly, James, say it before I turn back into Tim Allen. Ho, 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 ho. Oh, no. Oh, God, no. Uh -huh. So I'm Dreaming of a White Stripes Christmas was held in 2015 on Christmas night in uh, Louisville, Kentucky uh, at the Zanzibar 
Doors opened at 8 p.m. The show was at 9. It was $6 or half off if you dressed in all red and white. The gallery singers uh, were to play a set of originals, followed by a set of White Stripes songs. A tribute, as the event page says, to rock and roll's most confusing family. (laughs) (laughs) Accurate. According to some of the press releases, whenever you're done doing whatever you do on Christmas, working towards a food coma, hanging out with your own version of a weird family, or watching basketball, or perhaps seeing the new Star Wars film, stop by Zanzibar for some screeching guitars and some pounding drums afterwards. Paul, that, that's going to do it. So much Christmas. Uh, so cheery. So bright. So merry. Full of grease. <laughs> Our Christmas stops within you. <laughs> We've got a very special segment planned for you guys. Paul, are we going to throw it to the third people? Let's jingle all the way on over to the third people segment. Put that cookie down now. <laughs> So, for our special Christmas episode this week, we have third people, James. That's right, Paul. We've got our entire family here, our whole nuclear, our condensed family. Our condensed family is all here, and we're going to do a third people segment, which is the first time we've ever done anything like this before. James, we are breaking new ground. So, gather round, yon children, and also uh, mother and child. Yes, virgins as well. Yes, and <laughs> and listen to us tell a tale of one... Jack John Gillis White the Third. Yes, and his run-in with an old, familiar friend. In a tale we like to call, "'Twas the cold, cold night before Christmas." "'Twas the cold, cold night before Christmas." And all through Third Man, not a doorbell was ringing. Silent black gadgets in all hands. Not all the stockings were hung. My four words, they were heated. Sleep tight, all you people. That would be all that I needed. The buzzards and peacocks were tucked right in bed, next to the raconteurs and the weather that's dead. And Meg, with her drumsticks, and I with my bangs, slept looking up at Allison from the heavens she hangs. When out in the blue room I heard such a groan, which disturbed me greatly... Uh. As I thought I was alone in my home. As I hang sprung from bed, I hustled and cussed. Then I reached for my musket, my trusty blunderbuss. Hey, swing! Where's my blunderbuss? The white moon and white snow were a little ghostly sight. And my peppermint pajamas were no protection from that cold, cold night. When what did I notice as I pointed my gun... A switch and a spur and a Brendan Benson. <laughs> what are you wearing? I screamed to offend. <gasps> Why, it's a Santa Claus costume, my old familiar friend. Duh. <laughs> as steady and together as eight store purchased bones stood taxidermy reindeer named after the stones. That's Mickey and Jagger and Ronnie and Wood. And Richards and Wyman and Keith's pretty good. <laughs> we forgot Ryan Jones. He sure did. I'll stop you right there, my broken boy buddy. You broke into the blue room and I nearly shot you blue bloody. 
But Brendan just smiled and opened his sack. I brought presents for you all, even for little Jack. Oh, Brendan. <laughs> How thoughtful to bring gifts in your cart. You arrived here for Christmas with cold hands and a warm heart. And then with an outpour, the blue room started crowding with friends and musicians and the stones who were shouting. These reindeer you brought, at first I thought ill, but they're clearly stuffed animals arranged to be still. These deer are for you, Jack, said Brendan quite jolly. I brought presents for everyone. Here's one for Holly. It's true that I love it, Holly did decree. They're my favorite brand pain pills underneath the tree. There's drumsticks for Doro and a new Kango hat. Vance Powell got a soundboard and licorice black bat. For Lily Mae Rishi, some new fiddle strings. And Ruby Amonfu got a beehive that stings. <laughs> Old Dean Fertitta got parallel items, though it took Brendan time to search his bag for to find them. For Allison Mossheart, the gesture was grand. Another sour cherry for her lonely fruit stand. For Keeler, a bass drum to play on the level. The brothers called Lovin' got a fight with the devil. Rob Jones got a rainbow for his machine gun clip. The poor boy got eponymous that fit right on his hip. And for Miss Margot Price, her farm a new lease. And even old Mary got a fresh batch of grease. But the very last present fit right on his leg. A peppermint pillow and quiet for Meg. Now not to be rude... Or was still to be greedy. Jack said, Enough! Leave this place so seedy. Then Brandon took off a most magical sight. Merry Christmas to Third Man, especially Jack White. Woo! We yeah, actually did it! We did it! <laughs> thank you guys. Yeah, uh, and thank you to our parents, Wayne, Beth, Ariel, uh, my parents, and my wife. And to all a good wife. Back to the show. Bye. <laughs> well, now that was sure a Christmas miracle. James, do you agree? Oh, 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 oh. Oh, I think all those repeated noises means you agree. It sure does, Paul. And I've got a bowl full of jelly to prove it. You know what gets me just so happy is all these Christmas fun times we're having together. Is that what makes you? Yeah, that's what makes you so happy. Makes me so happy. Um, Isn't the bowl full of jelly the thing that got you kicked out of the old folks home? (laughs) Um, Thank you to everybody who was tuning in this week for our Christmas extravaganza. We had a holly jolly time. We uh, hope you had a holly jolly time, too. (laughs) That episode was great, wasn't it? It's like we just recorded it. Oh, fantastic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Mm -hmm, I can mm -hmm. see the snow falling in my own mind. That's right. As always, if you want to get in contact with us, there's many ways. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thirdmen. 
Yeah, you can tweet at us at at ThirdMenCast on Twitter. And please do. We like hearing from you on Twitter. That's right. You can find us on Tumblr at thirdmenpodcast.tumblr.com. That's right, James. And if you want to go to the source for all of our episodes and the show notes and uh, all the extensive stuff, you can go to our website, thethirdmen.wordpress.com. The WordPress stands for Santa Claus. If you want to go directly (laughs) to the actual source, namely us... You can email us at thirdmenpodcast at gmail.com if we got anything wrong, or if you just want to say uh, season's greetings, send us an email. Yeah, please do. And yeah, let us know if we got something wrong, or if you have a fact you want us to smell. Or some of that delicious buttered turkey. Yeah. Oh, we love that buttered turkey. It turned out okay. Yeah, we did. It, you know, it wasn't bad. I mean, how many times well, a year do we get to go to the hospital? Right. And that nurse should not be the one to <laughs> put salt in your wound. Now, if you like the show, please rate, review, subscribe. All that stuff really helps us get the word out about the program. If you don't like iTunes at all, I, I don't know how you're listening to this, but I'm sure it's the way you're going to continue to. But uh, you can find us also on Podomatic. You can find us on Overcast, on the Google Play Store. You can find us on YouTube. I do a visualizer. Yes, the visualizer is awesome. And there are special Easter eggs in the YouTube visualizer, visualizers for all of the shows. So if uh, for those uh, listeners who are very uh, uh, careful and eagle eyed, uh, you will be able to find a couple that are downright gross. (laughs) Yeah, we'll come up with a contest at some point. Whoever spots it first gets something. I hope you like tasteful nudity. Most importantly, if you know a Jack friend, somebody who enjoys Jack White out there, the best thing you can do is really just, hey, tell them about the show. Only you know what kind of other freakish Jack White fans out there will appreciate a show like this. We can't possibly predict that kind of thing. Please, spread the word. Which, speaking of, uh, we'd like to give a few shout-outs to some of those helpful elves that have been liking our show and and talking about it. We'd like to give a shout-out to Lauren Gray. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you. We'd also like to give a special shout-out to Melanie Guarneros. Uh, thank you very much. Sorry for butchering your name, but we very much appreciate your patronage. We'd also like to thank Callie Durga. Callie Durga! Thank you for all that you do and promoting and talking that you do to us. Thank you, Callie. It's always appreciated. And Adrian King. So thank you, everybody who's listening and tweeting and tumbling and all that and commenting and rating and reviewing the show. We really appreciate it. And, you know, we have one more of, the, uh, of these episodes before the year's end, but... Uh, we've had such a good time putting all these together, and this is going to be episode 12 already. 12, James, can you believe it? 12. And the 12 days of Christmas. How did we not do that? <gasps> oh my god! We're having a fire sale. <laughs> we'll hopefully keep putting these out for all of you every Wednesday, same time, same place. Just check them out. Very much appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah. And thank you to Jack White for not suing us yet. We very much appreciate it. Uh, we, we hope to keep on not being sued by you in the next year. Yes. And now we'd like to sing you a very special Christmas carol from us to you here at the Third Men Podcast. Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm not sure if there's a merry, merry Christmas, but I'm going to tell it again. So many other people trying to tell the tale, not one of them knows the end. It was a junk house in South Carolina, held a boy the age of ten. Along with his older brother Billy and a mother and her boyfriend, who was a 
Well, now you heard another side to the story, but you want to know how it ends. If you must know the truth about the tale, go and ask Santa Claus, man. Merry Christmas from all of us here (laughs) to all of you there. Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. For more information or to contact the show, visit thethirdmen.wordpress.com or email at thirdmenpodcast at gmail.com. Also visit at thirdmencast on Twitter and search The Third Men on Facebook. See you next time. I like that guy. I like the cut of that guy's jib. Oh, yeah. A lot of jib on that, man. So much jib. Just jibs for days. <laughs> <laughs> we got you a joint suicide this year. I'm going to have to think hard on these decisions of what to keep and what to throw out of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Why find a way to bring me down? <laughs> Uh, so merry. I don't like that. Nope. Not good. That's an anti joke. Yeah. (laughs) Christmas time is over. And the Christmas is over. When Christmas time is over, Christmas time is over. Jack White fiddle in the wind, 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 the Christmas time is over. I'm scatting to a little I'm scatting on my little I'm scatting on my little And Christmas time is over. He met Rizzo. God damn it. He met Zellweger on this movie. Christmas time is over. And they said, soon be so over cool. and Christmas time. Soon be over and Christmas time. Soon be over and Christmas time. Over.